calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hey, it's Malls. Welcome to Please Advise Episode 10. Today, we have a very exciting guest on, and I found her because I went on a very interesting journey over the last few months where I watched for the very first time every episode of The Bachelor I could get my hands on and every episode of The Bachelorette. Yes, it took a really long time, and no, um, I don't really have a life. Um, I started following all of them on social media, all the different contestants, um, my favorite people, my least favorite people. I found their podcasts. I started listening to them. And then I started following Molly Mesnick from Jason's season of The Bachelor. And she one day tweeted a picture of a book written by Courtney Robertson, who won Ben's season of The Bachelor. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. She supports Courtney because Courtney, as many of you might remember, was kind of the villain on the season. She got a lot of flack in the press and she was kind of painted as a mean girl. But I kind of like always had an affinity for her because I always have known that if I was on a reality show, I would be the mean girl. So um, she wrote this book. I didn't come here to make friends. Confessions of a reality show villain. I ordered it on Amazon and kind of like started reading it slowly. Page one, I started really liking Courtney. I like understood she was one of us, like she's one of me. And um, she like really got into it. It was like a fun, flirty summer read, which you know we love here on Please Advise. So when I uh, Instagrammed that I was reading this book, the magical internet brought Courtney somehow to my picture And she, like, wrote, like, have fun reading it or something cute like that. And I flipped the fuck out. I think we were here at the podcast when I got that comment. And I flipped the fuck out. And I, like, stopped everything to, like, talk about Courtney. And um, now she's here today. You guys, ask, believe, receive. Hi, Courtney. Thank you for being here. Who to who? What's up? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Actually, this is such an honor and, and a privilege. You're the first guest that I don't know in real life. Well, now I know you. 
now we're friends. Yeah, we're totally good friends. And I loved your book. Are you getting a lot of good feedback on it? You know what? It's been amazing. I honestly like was terrified of writing my mem- you know, my life story and putting yeah. so much of myself into it. And, you know, people have this idea of me. A lot of people did from the show. And it was really scary. And it really could have gone one of two ways. And it's been like, I feel like I have a new lease on life. Like everyone has been so positive and, you know, inspired and um, I'm really happy it couldn't have gone any better. Can you kind of explain for people that didn't watch the series what it was that people responded to negatively about you? You know, I think there is it's me. It was like 24 other girls. And like right. I kind of didn't hold back in my interviews. Um, but a lot of the girls hated me and from night one. And I, I was kind of like, you know what? I got to a point where I was like, I don't like them either. Right. And I was like, I'm living with these people. We're all dating the same guy. And like in some of my interviews, like I made the mistake of being like winning and like, yeah. (laughs) And one girl went to Ben and was like, hey, you know, she's different around you than she is us. Like, you know, that kind of started happening, like living in the house. And my friends telling me that I, you know, had a couple of friends telling me like, oh, this girl said this about you or that. It it felt like high school all over again. Like, right. uh, You know, like the mean girls and the little packs forming and, Um, But yeah, I definitely was feisty and I was, you know, that's how I am. I'm a little bit sassy, but it just on a highly edited show, it was not good for me. It was definitely, um, you know, it was bad. I think that can happen to a lot of people. Like I really responded to you saying on the after the final rose when you were like, I make jokes like in the audience was like, what? Like, no, no, those aren't jokes. Like those are jokes. You were making jokes. I was being sarcastic. Right. I was like, you know what? I just don't take life too seriously. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I get that I said some mean things. You know, I did. Like, I'm not I don't blame the edit. Like nobody likes a person that blames the edit. You know, but um, there were definitely things that were a little taken out of context. Right. I didn't I didn't watch my season when it was on Mm -hmm. because I started watching the first night. and was like, this is really bad. Right. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be bad. So um, I watched in preparation for writing the book and I was just like floored. I was like, whoa, like that. I said that like two countries ago like you know like I was really shocked to see like I'm like okay I get it like I don't like that person either yes yes and it does like it's an odd situation we'll give you that credit like it is really fucking weird like to be with all these girls that are trying to date the same guy you really explain the kind of first uh time meeting all of these girls and it doesn't sound pleasant at all uh was there anyone in the house that you felt was like particularly hard on you um, you know, I could tell from night one that KCB was just didn't want to have anything to do with me. Like right. Was, you know, and I, I really went out of my way to try to like talk to her and like she wouldn't even answer me. Right. You know, um, but I think uh, over time, I, Emily was like my number one em- enemy in the house, the one that went to Ben and said that. And Oh, um, she was on that freestyle rapped? No, that's Yeah, we- she did. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was okay. her, like the doctor who rapped. And, um, <laughs> you know, and like it was weird because like I'd get along with some girls. Like you'd get along, you, you're living with them, you right. travel with them, you, you know, everything with them. And, and then like kind of this drama started unfolding. And I was like, this is like a lot to go through to find love, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't like really falling for him, I would have never put myself in that situation. Like, and and like for her, like going back to what she said, it's like, of course I act differently around him. I'm dating him and right. I'm, and you guys are all dating him. Like, you know, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. What are you supposed to say? Like, I hope that like KCB really like fucks Ben tonight. Like, what are I you know. supposed to say? Exactly. And I mean, that was where I really took a turn. Like, honestly, like looking back, the one comment that really got me in trouble was like, 
KCB reading the date card to me and saying like, hey, how'd that taste coming out of your mouth? Yes, yeah. And it's like, that wasn't meant to be mean. That was sarcastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was cute when Sandra Bullock said it and, (laughs) you know, the blind side. But like, and I thought that she could banter with me. Like, that's how me and my friends are. We poke fun at each other. Right. It wasn't meant to like cut her down or, you know, hurt her feelings. And like, and she actually said like, like vinegar. But when it aired, they didn't show that. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it looked bad. It looked kind of sassy. She definitely was like the hometown sweetheart yes. sort of thing on the show. And that's what really fascinated me about it is because I really liked KCB a lot when I was watching her. But um, I'll say this. You don't have to. Her limo ride, you kind of get into it a little bit in the book, was the ugliest, craziest thing I've <laughs> ever seen in my life because it just was so unfiltered and like so unaware And also, like, with her parents being, like, essentially not Mormon, but essentially Mormon, like, with their values, like, very, like, Christian, no drinking, like, it just, I I can, I mean, it was so obvious to me she was going to get voted off. Do you think that at all that speech was to try and get her on The Bachelorette, to her, for her to be the next Bachelorette? I, I don't know. I honestly, like, I think that a lot of people at that point probably aren't thinking about it but like Mm -hmm. then again like you see like on the bachelorette these guys leaving you know a few weeks in and then the waterworks come on and you're like okay that's a stretch you know like right like obviously you're you know that's in mind but um you know i don't think i don't think so i think she really was just upset and in the moment and I don't know. I mean, I should, they, the, her driver took her back to my hotel. Oh, yeah. That was tough. <laughs> that was really tough. Oh, and I like walked in and that was something else. But, you know, it's funny. I saw her in New York and I have not like nothing bad to say about her. Like I yeah. saw her and she was really nice to me and I was mm-hmm. actually kind of surprised. We yeah. did a Katie Couric um, interview. She, she got the the ugliest cry exit <sighs> um, award or something. But she was really nice. And she was like, you know, they pinned us against against each other. And I was kind of like, really? Like, yeah, I, I was gonna ask the you. Ringleader. Like, I didn't really agree with that, you know. Um, but it's like that was like three years ago. She's married now. Like most, she of, is. Yeah, she got married, and like most of the girls are from my season. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, but like she like came back on my season apparently, and like warned Ben about me in Switzerland. Yeah. Like when he was coming home from like our overnight. Oh, did you not date. see that? I didn't watch that part, actually. I think I fast-forwarded. And I just remember he was furious. Like, he's like, I yeah. just, like, had this night with Courtney. It was, like, right after overnight. Yeah. And then she's there. Um, so I don't know what that was about. <laughs> that yeah. Was, that was a bad move. Well, wait. So let's, just, like, it's a little awkward. I don't really talk about sex. But, like, wh- tell me about the fantasy suite, girl. Everything you can. Well, I – well, that, hey, there's no holding back. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, for me, like – that's part of a relationship and if I'm like thinking about getting engaged like right you know that's you know and take the car for a spin exactly and like I'm like all about passion and for me up and up until that point I mean it was like at that point I was like almost two and a half months into the show yeah and if I was dating somebody in real life like it's like I don't get why some so many people are so shocked to find out that that's what what happens like the time frame of it that's like two almost two and a half months in right like of course like that's the natural course I mean not for everybody you know I know Sean did things differently and everyone (laughs) has their different beliefs but for me you know um, I mean we didn't waste any time and it was actually like the best probably the best day out of all the days filming of course, because the cameras imagine. are around. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I got to ask him, like, how do you feel about the girls? Like, we talked yeah. about everything, and um, we stayed up all night talking and other things, and it was a lot of fun. Does anyone not fuck in the fantasy suite? 
Yeah, I definitely think some people don't. I've heard, I've heard, I hear so many stories. Yeah. But, um, you know, like some people sleep with everybody and some people sleep with one person. Like it's different from season to season. Right. Um, you know, I know that Nick got himself into some trouble on Andy's uh, after the final rose. Did you see that? No, I didn't get to Nick because they only have seasons like it's so brutal. I'm trying really hard to get in this there. This would have been, well, Nick was on Andy's season, the one that just wrapped oh, oh and he had oh, yeah. it was like big in the in the press like he admitted at the at live taping like that they had slept made love together and it just spread like like a poor guy like he just got like raked it, like over the coals in the media yeah for admitting that and i'm surprised more people haven't like yeah that's the one thing that i'd say it's like there really are real feelings like and if that would have happened and then like he would have dumped me i would have been furious like i probably would have done the same thing <laughs> yeah totally no totally and one to ten by the way how is ben in bed um like an eight okay that's pretty good that's pretty good did he ever do anything weird when you guys were having sex nope nope okay cool um so my next question that i'm like so curious about was that ben's like a major foodie which i did not know um, Isn't everybody a foodie? <laughs> I mean, I guess, I but he like is an aspiring chef, right, or something in a way. Yeah, he loves to cook. He loves to cook. Yeah, and San Francisco, it's like all you know. I always say like when I went up there, like when I meet his friends, the first things that they would they would say to me is like, "What what are your favorite restaurants here?" And like in LA, I get the like, "What do you do?" Like right. that's the question you kind of get. And then exactly. San Francisco, it's like all about food and restaurants. And have you tried the new, this mm-hmm. new place? And we have great food in LA too, but it's not like. I don't know, my circle of friends, it's not like this huge topic of discussion. Like, no, most people don't even eat here. I know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone's juicing. Everyone's yeah. over at Earth Bar getting their smoothie. <laughs> totally. Um, I want to know how you spent $1,000 at Whole Foods. Because that's my, like, this was like the one where I like dropped the book. Can you believe it? Out of all the things in this book, I was like, 1000 I could spend like two, $300 at Whole Foods. I know where that's going. But... How do you spend a thousand dollars at Whole Foods? Well, we need everything. It's like, hey, we're gonna cook like we talked before we went to our happy couples, and it'd be like we always cook Chipino, which is like mm-hmm. you know seafood, so it's like clams and mussels and um, right. scallops, and like then you need all the seasonings, and right. so it's it's really everything. But the okay. seafood, and then like buying the meat and good olive oil, like stuff for salads, like it really adds up. Um, what else did we get? I think I might have needed shampoo at one point. I think I forgot to pack my shampoo. And I was like, oh, I think I need some face wash. But um, yeah, that was fun. That was like, I love Whole Foods. And I yeah. was like a kid in the candy store just like throwing stuff in the basket. Um, it didn't, no one asked you that question yet, right? No, that's See, a I'm really good you, question. I have really good questions. Um, I wanted to also know for like people who don't know, I was surprised that you guys had like happy couple weekends where you guys were able to meet up while the show was running and you got to be like normal humans together for a moment because they keep you pretty separate. Yeah, very separate. I mean, it's kind of normal. I mean, seeing as you're holed up in a place for three days, like you can't go out for walks or hike or do anything. You're just inside. But I mean, I had like cabin fever one day. I was just like laughing and I was like, I have to get out of here. Like I have cabin fever. And he was like working most of the time. And I was like laying around watching Netflix and, and yeah. watching movies. But yeah, I mean, that's it's crucial. And and I remember being like, oh, well, we can go anywhere. Like, why don't we go to Hawaii? And, and then you realize you can't the travel time. And by the time you get there and you can't leave like wherever you're at, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You'd rather spend less travel time and more time together so that makes total sense like normal people i understand yeah um 
Girl, so this was one thing in your book that I really like responded to that I think the readers would also respond to is that um, you had a, like a, a very like unusual experience in terms of packing. Like you just kept your shit real simple. Kept it simple. Yeah. I love that because I feel like most girls, I'm like looking at all these dresses and I'm like, where do you even hide those? I know, right? So most of our girls that listen to the podcast are kind of on a budget. I get a lot of on a budget questions and I was really impressed with how you were able to pull off like designer clothes or designer looking clothing on the show consistently while like keeping it pretty simple for less yeah you got like one you got an Alice and Olivia dress for like $38 yeah 25 like what's up with that so how do you what are your tips for um shopping on a budget I you know I am like pretty frugal and I you know I like to splurge every once in a while on a couple nice pieces Mm -hmm. but I love Nordstrom's rack and I love thrift shopping and um like in Arizona where I'm from we have an below a Nordstrom's rack, which is last chance. And it's like the, if you're ever like in Arizona, you have to go. It's definitely like embarrassing. Like you're kind of dumpster diving a little bit. Like it's in this basement, but it's, that's where I got that dress in my first mm-hmm. night dress. I got a Dolce and Gabbana dress for like a hundred bucks. So, I mean, who doesn't love a good deal? Everyone um, does. I, yeah. I just like, and the, the other thing is you spend all this money in like a fabulous dress and you wear it once. You right. Know? So I'm really good. Like my friends and I share a lot of stuff when we do splurge. So I borrowed a lot of clothes from my sister and my friends. and mm-hmm. But I definitely think, you know, even hell, H&M and Zara, like, yeah, I mean, even sometimes their stuff's a little bit pricey. Too. I thought that you really covered this well in the book, just like the finances of it without talking too much about it in terms of saving money when like you have a, a profession that you're a model. Yes, I'm a model. Um, I'm also a writer. I'm and I think actresses are the same thing. And you have to kind of just, you don't know when your next job is. Like, you don't know when the next paycheck's coming in. And and I think that when you first start making money, it's like a shock. Like, you're like, what? Like, I've never I'm had this. Rich. I'm rich. I know. Yeah. I spent like a rapper, like my first like two years uh, writing on Two Broke Girls. And like, I don't have a shitload of money anymore. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. No, and I learned the hard way. I mean, I moved to LA when I was 19 started making $2,500 a day and these checks were rolling in and rent was cheaper then. Right. Um, and I le- I went out and bought like Louis Vuitton bags and and then I realized like I got to start saving my money and I, I did. I had some savings and then after the show my career came to a screeching halt and and then I got lucky and I had a couple commercials and yeah. had a couple old jobs renew which really saved me. But um, I'm all about like save, save, save. Like I buy a couple of key pieces that are timeless and always wear them. Just take good care of them. Um, and there's so many like with H&M and other places, even American Apparel. Yeah. This is LA. You know, it's like I'm not like we talked about it earlier. Like I don't go out a ton. Yeah. Like I live by the beach. Like you can usually find me in flip flops and like a white t-shirt with a black bra yeah that's, <laughs> that's like my go-to and like me just some, too girl. you know like yeah. why not just like something casual so speaking of bras I just want to tell you so I'm like experimenting with bras today oh, Chrissy bras. the friend turns laughing at me so I'm wearing I bought this like sticky bra at Target and um 
which is like not something I'm super, that's not a sentence I'm proud of. But I wanted to give it a test run today because I'm going somewhere on Thursday and I'm like, well, is this bra going to work? So um, I'm kind of on like a weird bra journey today. And if it falls (laughs) off at any point during the podcast, like I will tell the audience, you'll probably just know. Thank you. From here. They're like low. I know I stuck it on weird at like a low place, but like I'm just weird. I'm not going anywhere tonight. So. How does that work with your boyfriend? Have you tried that out yet? Oh, he doesn't give a shit. Like, I literally <laughs> have showed up. I show up. He calls me, like, an unshowered lesbian every time we hang out. Um, So, <laughs> no, not. I mean, he doesn't. He's not. Um, He's very LGBT friendly. Um, So let's get into the calls, right? Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, hit me with it. Hey, um, my... Life situation is going like this. I'm 23. I'm successful. I just bought a brand new car and I'm working a fantastic job. I'm just doing awesome and getting my life together. But for some reason, I'm having trouble dealing with the fact that I can't get over my stupid asshole ex-boyfriend who was a deadbeat at almost 30 years old still lives with his parents. He treated me like shit for three years and yet now that I found out he has a girlfriend, I can't get over that, and I don't know why. So knowing that you're awesome, what would you do with my shoes? It seems like him being 30 and, like, living with his parents wasn't enough for you. And I guess that's because you're 23. Um, But, girl, like, it just takes time. And also, like, avoiding him on social media completely. Courtney, what do you think? Absolutely. Stay off social media. Like, you know, he's moved on. You know what she's getting she's probably sitting on his parents couch and honestly like just don't even try not to think about it and you know start dating yourself mm-hmm. i've been there though it's hard you know to get over somebody and it's easier said than done but you know maybe dating would help and yeah. you know what you're getting with this guy and you know what you're not missing Absolutely. And I know that like one thing I always hate, I don't know how long you guys have been broken up is like when you break up with someone, all of your friends seem to forget all of the pain they've ever felt in a breakup. And they're like, you'll be fine. Just get over it. Not really what you said. I mean, it does sound like she's removed and like she really needs to get over it. But I will acknowledge that there's like very much a painful period there. But at the same time, girl, like, as you say, you're 23 you're successful, you have a new car, you know what's great about you. So go like enjoy that part of your life and then remind yourself that he's shitty, he lives with his parents and he's taking that out on a new girlfriend who's probably not as cute as you. So yeah. I love that, you nailed it. Thanks girl, let's take our next call. Hi, um, this is Christina. Um, I'm a high school student in um in the u.s and i have some problems with uh friends you know they the kids in high school they can be mean but my friends in particular they're not they're not sometimes that nice to me and i i don't know how to deal with it because there's not a lot of nice people in my school and it's hard for me to find friends and i and i'm wondering what i should do should i just stick it out with my current friends for my last year of high school or should I, you know, move on and find new people even if it's hard? You know what my advice would be is to stick it out. You're almost done. You're at the finish line after high school, after you graduate. It's going to be a whole new world for you. And, you know, just uh, don't let them get you down. 
You're almost done. Totally. I would drop them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am so quick to cut people loose just because you don't need that drama in your life. Like I really have like had times in my life where I'm like, well, I'm sitting alone, but I don't care because at least I'm not sitting with like a bunch of cunts. And like that happened to me my senior year. Pardon me. I know you're in high school, but I also know you've heard that word, especially if you listen to this. Um, But yeah, I like I did that my senior year. I needed to do a little bit of a reinvention. And what I found out was that I could go back to kind of people that I enjoyed at previous stages of my life, like my friends from freshman year who like I used to go to punk rock shows with. They were still doing that. And like we would still have fun going out and doing that together. Um, But I do think there's something to what Courtney says, which is that you can't place too much importance on this because you only have a year left. You're almost done. You got it, girl. Make some new friends, too. How do you make new friends? I don't know. You go to the mall and pick them up or something. (laughs) Social media. Yeah, totally. Meet, like, tons of older random men on Twitter. No, don't It gets better, though. It does. I had an issue. You know, that's like everybody goes through that in high Mm -hmm. school, you know? And sometimes you got to drop the bad eggs. That's true. Yeah, you can't let anyone make you feel bad about yourself, girl, unless it's me. Let's take our next call. (laughs) Hey, Malls, this is Lovebug, and I was calling to see what your stance is on cyber cruising or stalking. My best friend's fiancé has been Facebook searching his exes and past crushes and girls in general, and she has no problem with it. They've been engaged for less than a month, and she seems to be okay with that. I don't personally feel okay with it. And I was just wondering what you thought about it. All right. Love your face. Well, I don't know why your friend doesn't have a problem with this because it means that he's clearly thinking about his exes when he should be focused on his current relationship that he's about to commit his life to. What do you think? I don't know. I think that exes are exes for a reason. We've right. all done it. There's always that curiosity, you know, where you want to look, but it's it's unhealthy and it's not really fair to the person. Like they're engaged to be married. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he's got a little bit of an addiction and I think that that's the bigger problem, you know, totally. hopefully, he'll, hopefully he's not a sex addict or, you know, hopefully he's not acting on it. I mean, who has that kind of time to be stalking their exes all day? You know, it sounds like it's pretty frequent. Yeah, absolutely. And also like, it hurts. It should hurt to like look at your ex's lives. Even if you're over them, like I don't really understand these people that are like, I'm friends with all of my exes. Like, no, you're not. Because you probably weren't friends to begin with. Like if the terms of you guys dating were like, oh, like I think you're hot and I want to go out with you. Like then, and then like you guys start fucking and then like all of a sudden you're like in a full-blown relish. Like you were never friends. Like you, I, so I don't understand this. Like let's, be friends saying like I'm I'm detached from my former relationship it always hurts because if uh you wouldn't have broken up if it was like a if it was a good thing right I don't know and also the friendship too like she's being a good friend but like you can't tell your friends like you I've we were talking about this earlier like you know I've always not liked one of my best friend's boyfriends or what she's doing and right. your friends don't typically want to take your advice you know they're gonna do what they want to do and you know, sounds like she's sticking with him. Yeah, she's totally aware of it. And um, it sucks, but like you're going to it's ultimately just going to come back to you if you like start harping on it and being like, you know, but he's doing this and she's going to be like, why are you so fucking obsessed? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I in general, like, I don't know. Courtney, do you ever cyber st- cyber stock? 
Not really. I mean, more I more take like turns. I'm like, whoa, how did I get here? Who's this guy? He's cute. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't even know this person, but I, I used to. It's unhealthy. You know, it's mm-hmm. not good. Good. It's just a time suck. Yeah. You know, but every once in a while I'll get curious and like, you know, check somebody out. But I think that's natural. It's like a curiosity. But I try to keep the exes in the in the past and the yeah. X-file. Um, Chrissy, the friend turn and I were saying the other day that we both do the same thing with Instagram stalking where I have people that I'm obsessed with their pathetic lives, like, but I'm also, maybe they're not pathetic, but like, I'm kind of obsessed and I'll save all of their, I'll save their timeline. I won't follow them, but I'll save their timeline for like two months. And so then I can like have a night where I treat myself (laughs) and catch up on all of their like pathetic posts. And I'm just like, ah, like laughing and drinking wine alone in my apartment as if I'm doing better. That's the thing is it typically, it's like, wow, look at all that fun they're having. Like it definitely makes you end up feeling worse. Oh, I don't have FOMO like I never want to be I don't have FOMO either yeah I, I want to be at home with a bottle of wine on my couch absolutely watching my show is like people's dark opinions and oh, like yeah. also like oh you think you're famous like what like what's going on it's crazy it's a it's social media is out there it's getting crazy it's not like it used to be with the AOL and the dial-up no I loved that <laughs> by the way I really did I there was a time when I thought the internet was mine like that's the truth <laughs> is that there was a very long time where I was like oh it's just me on this world wide web um and that like minus the worldwide part um i would definitely like an update on this call because i feel like this is all coming to a head um i think that we're gonna find out that maybe there's some like tinder action maybe there's some like okay cupid messages maybe there's some like secret booty texts like definitely a reach out i found out from someone the other night that this guy that she hooked up with years ago who's in a super serious relationship has been like texting her and being like oh this is never gonna last and like that's darkness darkness and they're like you know to the world like they're a serious couple not to the world but to like the people they know so please call me back 323-450-7408 and just give me an update it would mean a lot to me I'm invested in your friendship now. And um, for the meantime, uh, just sit back and watch the shit show. (laughs) Okay, so I know I have to give you guys an incentive to love me as much as I love you. So each week I pick my favorite caller and send them a song that costs $1.29. If I announce your name at the end of the podcast, you have to email me this, uh, your name or whatever, and like give me your email through the askpleaseadvise at gmail.com because like, why would I just like go out of my way to continue to contact you? Like you have to contact me and listen to the show. I also give away a song in the cost of dollar twenty nine to anyone or to my favorite person that retweets or reblogs or gives us five stars and a positive review in iTunes. I will announce that person eventually. I don't know when. All right, that's it. So while we love it very much when you call our line, it's 323-450-7408. Occasionally, we will take a letter if you email it to askpleaseadvise at gmail.com or leave it in our Tumblr inbox. We really kind of want these to be scandalous letters. I don't think you guys are fully getting that. I'm telling you, like, I want you to have been incested. And that's, like, only when you can contact me is when there's been incest or, like, something incest adjacent. Um, but we got a real pussy email this week. Courtney's going to read it. Courtney, go for it. Okay. I'm 26 and I haven't had a serious boyfriend in over four years. I've become ridiculously picky. And anytime I start dating someone new, I become overwhelmed and convince myself the guy just isn't worth it. I always end up feeling guilty that I'm cutting perfectly good guys loose. And for no reason, it also seems like 
my aloof, <clears throat> excuse me, aloofness makes guys try wicked hard to pry open <laughs> any entrance into my life. And I'm always having to feel like I don't like you enough yet. Stop texting me about how my cat's doing today. You don't know us on that level. I rarely start to like someone enough to be serious about them before they turn me off completely. What is my problem? Should I continue my ice cold approach or will I end up old and alone? Will the right guy come along to sweep me off my feet? Or is that 100% bullshit and I should just settle with the best that I can? Please help. Jess from Canada. Oh, my God. Wait. So can I just go right into this? Jess from Canada. I'm so surprised you're not from Boston. I was going to be like, well, you're from Boston, so there's hot guys because you said wicked and you used it correctly. But, um, yeah, no, you're fine. Like, you just need to learn lessons. And there is a reason why you're not sticking with these guys, which is, like, you don't like them enough. And, like, you should never date someone. When I was single, I took, like, you know, for I think from, like, 26 to 29, I was, like, pretty solidly single. I would, like, date a lot. And I would, like, convince myself that someone was my boyfriend, but they weren't. And um, I would always feel really guilty about it when I would, like, be in a tough spot, like a sad breakup moment. And I'd be like, like, why didn't I just date that guy in college that was so nice to me? Or, like, maybe I really fucked up when that, like, super cute guy was really into me and I just basically told him to, like, go get a life. And the answer to all these things are like you just you're just not ready and you need to like learn some more skills. And the reason why you're being an ice cold bitch is because you're feeling defensive because giving your heart up is the hardest thing you can possibly do. Feeling vulnerable is very difficult. I see you're sensitive. You have cats. I really I understand you. Courtney, what do you think? You know, I think there's nothing wrong with being picky. I've been there myself. I've gone on, you know, I've been single for 10 months. I've gone on a lot of dates. And I, it is awkward, though, having to be like, hey, like, I'm not interested. You know, that, yeah. that's been hard for me because I tend to be pretty nice. And I found that radio silence works great. Yeah. Just, you know, no response. But, you know, I think <laughs> you just haven't met the right person yet. And just take your time. And, you know, I'd be annoyed, too, if someone I didn't like was asking me how my cat was doing. That's totally normal. Yeah. You know, it's, an, it's annoying. Just be like, hey, kick rocks. So you don't have a problem with radio silence because I do that too and I've always felt like such a bitch after. I don't. It took me a while to get there though because I used to be like, oh, I'm busy and like these guys are, they just keep trying. Yeah. um, Sometimes you just, you know, the old thing that works for me is like, oh, I got back with an ex even if you didn't, you know? Right, right, That will turn somebody off real quick. (laughs) You know, that that works. Um, That's a smart tip. I've never heard someone say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I use that one all the time. Yeah. I haven't. You know, that could be bad but, you know, it works and, you know, I think this girl she sounds awesome you know she should be picky and there's a lot of tools out there you know you got to sift through them at what point do you think it's not okay to just like cut someone off anymore like do you think that you have to say something if you guys have been dating for like two a month three months two months oh really two or okay three months yeah okay that's i mean luxurious. but you can still like give him the hint by being like not responding right away or yeah. like not getting back to him for like a day and then once it, then usually they're like what's up but then you can just be like hey this isn't working sorry right. like heart's not in it yeah you know your breast stinks you suck whatever (laughs) yeah no you can't be too direct I'll tell you that much but look like in terms of just dealing with your defensiveness I think that what you're going to need to learn is that you just can't be mean to people period that was a huge lesson for me Mm -hmm. at the end of like my like middle of the end of my 20s like I was dating someone who just was like you're fucking mean and I was like <laughs> I that to you? Oh. yeah he's like why are you so mean and he's like I really like you and you're just like a mean girl and I'm like I'm not mean to everyone but I'm mean to you 
And like, I didn't realize that like what I really should have just done was not dated him anymore. But like what I continued to do was like, like see someone that I really wasn't interested in because I convinced myself that he was like a nice guy or the type of guy that I should have dated. And then what would wind up happening was like, I'd bully him most of the time. Right. No. And I have, a, I had a friend that did that once too. And I was like, Oh my God, you're so mean to your boyfriend. Like just yeah. get rid of him, you know? So, but that's not a bad problem to have. It sounds like she's got options, and, mm-hmm. you know, but you seem so pleasant. I can't imagine you being, mean. when I say mean, I mean like just like busting balls like to the point where oh, yeah. it's like, you you're know, it's like you don't really like like you can't possibly like a person to this this much um, and be that mean. So, yeah, I don't know. I think you're going to be fine. You just need to give it time. Also, 26 is really young. Oh, yeah. I talked to a lot of people. I'm 30 now. I'm eating a grape. Sorry. I'm 30 now. And I still like feel like this is a little bit old to have a kid at 36. But like a lot of people have told me like, oh, I didn't even think about having kids till I was like 36. Now, I used to surprise me a lot when I was, like, 22, 24, 25. Like, I'd be, like, shocked. But now that I'm 30, I realized that there was no way I was going to be ready for that sort of, like, heavy commitment. Like, being married, having, like, a home life at that age. You're really young. Like, just, you have to, like, well, you should get concerned if you're, like, 40. I completely agree. I what I wanted at twenty five to thirty changed. Actually, twenty five to twenty seven yeah. changed so much. I would date a guy from twenty five to twenty seven, and I woke up one day like, oh my god, yeah, this was fun, but like this is not this is not what I want. Like what you want changes, and so I I agree with that one hundred percent. Twenty seven is very formative. Yeah, twenty seven, twenty eight, and then but then I just turned thirty one, and I gotta tell you, like I feel great, and I know yeah. more like now than ever, like what I want and what I don't want, and what helped get me there was having these dates and like use that time to like you know for information because it's just like hey this is what I don't want or I like this about him but close but not close enough yeah you know it's tough out there how old were you when you were on The Bachelor I was 28 okay and so I was like really serious like I'm ready to get you know engaged Mm -hmm. and maybe not married right away but like you know date for a year or two and then get married so now I'm 31. I'm like, hey, that you know, if it happens, great. But there's no real rush, you know. Do you feel like that experience like traumatized you in any capacity towards like the idea of settling down? Not really. Definitely not. Um, I think that the thing that that was the hardest for me was being engaged and like really like I think that heightened that relationship for yeah. me because it was like we talked about planning a wedding and I had never gone there with somebody, so that made it a little bit harder to get over. Was like not just the breakup, but like. There's not going to be a wedding, returning the ring. And I liked being engaged. I like that sense of like comfort. And totally. Like, this is it. Like no more dating. Security. Yeah. Like we can call it, call it off, you know, call it a day. And so, but um, no, I definitely still believe in marriage and, and want that. But if it doesn't happen, I'm open to that too. You know, I could be just having a partner if I met the right person. And that's a good headspace to be in. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, you know what? I'm 30. I just like, I'm so content and happy with like myself. Like, I've yeah. been single. This is the longest I've ever been single. It's been 10 months and I've been dating. Yeah. I've been definitely out there and, but kind of at my own, like when I, at my own pace. Like yeah. if I want to go out with somebody, then I'll, you know, I'll go out with them and. Tell me about that Neil Lane ring for a minute. Like, what was that like just to, like, look down and to see it? Because, like, that seems like – and also the heaviness on your hand. I I actually imagine it's still, like, on my finger. Like, it's been, like, what, two years? Cellular memory. It is. Yeah, Yeah. like, I know what that felt like. Like, It's – 
it was obnoxious though. Like I would go places. It was so big and it was honestly so not me. Like I remember being like, oh, I've always wanted a gold. Yeah. Like kind of like I like gold, little gold. I fab. love yellow gold. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm all about that. And like it was so not me, but I loved it anyway because mm-hmm. he picked it out for me and the sentiment behind it. But uh, it was so big, I would flip it around in public and like kind of hold it, like because it was embarrassing. Like, that's what I was would, gonna say. Like, yeah. look at like we would stare at it constantly, and it's so flashy, and that's just so not me. Like I've always just wanted like a you know simple like kind of antique kind of gold ring. I'm like round cut for a prong gold band. Oh, so this is totally. like, can I say that enough? Like and I think you can platinum, add to it. You can like I yes. love the stacking. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe each year you buy, maybe you get me a gold rose gold one year. And chic. That is chic. Super chic. I love that. So I don't know if you guys listened a few weeks ago, but we got a girl call in saying that she had a friend, a friend, however you want to take that, who was seeing a guy who there was like a mutual guy friend of theirs and he had his backpack snooped through by this friend who was dating him and what he had in there was a prescription for a medication commonly used to treat herpes. So... I totally supported her and just said that basically like I would snoop too. But what she really needs to do is just like speak to this man about STDs before she sleeps with him because it's a normal conversation to have with someone before you fuck them. And if it's not in your world, then you should start doing that because HPV is real and a lot of people have it. And if you don't have the vaccine, which you probably don't, you sound like 24 or something like that. I don't even know if you're eligible. Um yeah, you just, like, got to do that. So here's our update from her. Hey, Malls. It's Gina. Um, I had the herpes backpack question. Thank you for your advice. This is just an update on what happened. So I told my friend to have that adult conversation, and she did have that adult conversation just asked me about sexual histories. And as far as she can see, or as far as he told her, He's always used condoms, and he's clean, but that doesn't explain what the pills were. So I think everything's good, but we're still wondering what those mystery pills are. Okay, well, thanks for your advice. Bye. I mean, it sounds like he's lying. (laughs) Yes, Courtney, it does sound like he's lying. I... You just don't, I mean, look, I've tried to get a lot of prescriptions from doctors just for like fun or like for, cause you know, whatever it would aid in anorexia or like whatever it is I wanted to do at that time. Uh, 70% of the country is on prescription drugs, but one prescription drug I don't know anyone is signing themselves up for is herpes medication. Like, I don't think there's any fun side effects to it. It's not like Wellbutrin where you lose like 20 pounds the first month and then gain it all back. Hi. Um, but I do think that he's lying. It might just be like an oral herpes situation, which isn't really the end of the world. But like if he's going down on your friend, then he has to use like a female condom. And I'm sorry, this is not like a 90s like video. So I don't really understand. (laughs) Have you ever seen a female condom in real life? Oh, I feel like it's like saran wrap, maybe. It looks like a saran wrap tube. Oh, yeah, a dental dam. That's Christina's pointing a note to me that says dental dam on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks, Where do you Christina. even buy that? Is that like in the <laughs> no, saran wrap section? face? You're like, oh, like a dental dam. <laughs> Fuck that. No, no. Yeah, you buy it at like you buy it at the thing. I don't know. But like you just need to at the store. But like you just or Planned Parenthood, but like you, and they'll give you a thousand condoms at Planned Parenthood for walking through the door. But what you really should just do is probably like dump this guy because he's a liar. 
like he's lying about a sexually transmitted disease. Courtney, do you agree? I agree. I why not? I mean, she should have just called him out and been like, "Hey, no, dummy, I found them, or my friend found them. Like she was looking for your yo-yo and your backpack, or whatever she was looking for." <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, if she's gonna keep seeing him, maybe she really likes him. Use protection, and you know, guys hate that. There's always guys that just don't want to do it, but. You know, just safety first until you you meet the person you're going to be with forever. It's like, just be safe, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I completely agree. And there will be a guy someday I'm sure you're willing to get herpes for. That's my thing is that I always wonder, I'm like, who are you willing to get herpes for? Because a lot of people, like, date someone that has herpes, right? And then, like, they know they have herpes, but they're like, all right, I'll fuck you anyway. So I think that if you're going to, like, fuck someone with herpes, despite the fact that they have herpes, even though it runs a low risk, I'm not trying to be, like, herpes-phobic or whatever, but um, if you, like, have it under control and use condoms. But I just, um, I think that someday you will meet the man that you're willing to have herpes for, and that man won't be a liar. Right? Love it. Okay, next call. Hey, Walls, it's Jackson again with a burning question that needs your advising. Just a little bit about me again. I'm 28 in suburban Los Angeles, getting in touch with being gay, and I'm hyper-crazy focused on my career as a pharmacist. Um, On my downtime, I love long walks on the beach, uh, watching 90s sitcoms, hooking up with boys, and listening to Please Advise. (laughs) So my question's like this. Oh, I guess my situation's like this. Um, one of my best friends, colleagues, and old classmates is one of those really hot girls that can get any guy they want simply from her looks, but also because she's smart and she's kind and she's just an all-around good person. During our more ratchet years, a.k.a. 21 through 24, she would date these, like, hot, dangerous scum bad guys who were, like, really not good for her. Um, I would get really close to her boyfriends because she and I are good friends, and I would remain acquainted with the guys even after they would eventually break up. One night, one of her exes invited me out, and we did Molly together, and I ended up making out with him, um, getting a bit touchy-feely, and I ended up sleeping up, uh, sleeping with him. He told me not to tell my homegirl about it, but I'm, like, terribly embarrassed about the situation, so I wouldn't have told her anyway. It's been a few months since that happened, and now the guy's sending me dick pics and sex, and now another one of her exes is asking me to come over and hang out with him. I love all the attention, but I can't help but think, am I being, like a second-hand shopper? Like, am I being sloppy seconds emotional sponge for this guy? Or for, like, all these guys? <laughs> Should I keep in contact with these guys? Also, on a scale of 1 to 10, like, how fucked up is it that I haven't told my friend about this yet? I do feel a little bit guilty. Um, what do you think about the situation? What do you think I should do? Anyway, I love your show. Looking forward to your advice, and I think Brad and Angelina should totally sponsor you because I bought a case of Miraval, and I shared it with a ton of my friends. All right. Thanks, Paul. Have a great show. Jackson, I have three words for you. Deny, deny, deny. Um, No, I really would not tell your friend. And I really just, she doesn't need to know. And I think actually no one needs to know. And the last thing you need to be concerned about is like being emotional sloppy seconds. Like you (laughs) are in a world of trouble. And I do enjoy you, Jackson, because you've called before and like you've got like some kind of like fun scandalous drama and we're going to play one of your calls in an upcoming week that I'm on vacation. But um, Courtney, I would love to get your input real quickly. You know what? I think that, I don't know. I all I, the dick pics stood out. I don't know if we can talk about that here, mm-hmm. but I've definitely Please. had unwarranted, like, you know, 
dick pics sent to me. And unless you're asking for them, like, don't send them. Like, what is with guys sending dick pics? Like, hello. Right. You know, unless I ask for it, which I probably won't. Right. But, um, you know, I've, I, if I was him, I mean, if I, you know, I honestly think that you should just kick them all to the curb, you know. But you're not, you know, hey, they, they like you. But, I mean, and you've got your career going. You've got so much going for yourself. Like, why be distracted with these, you know, shenanigans? But... I don't know how you feel about this, but I wouldn't be really too pleased with one of my really good friends if he was friends with all of my exes. Would you? No, absolutely not. And that's something that would make me feel bad. And sounds like he's already feeling, you know, you're kind right. of feeling bad about it. So, yeah, no, I definitely think that the, you know, it's time to kind of call it, you know. Like I you know, said, deny, like, deny. Like it won't, what people don't know won't hurt them. And, you know, right. I, I just think it sounds like a messy situation. And honestly, I would go to him and be like, I would threaten his life. Like, I would just go to him and be like, look, you fucking freak. We were on Molly one night. We made out. Now you're in love with me. Go find another boyfriend. You understand these are strange circumstances. Like, I cannot stab my best friend in the back. I've clearly already done that enough. And, like, go get a fucking life. And if you ever contact me again, I'm going to tell the whole town you're a homo. I'm going to post like, that I picture just, you sent me. Yeah. Yeah, I would absolutely start, like, a, a dick pic Tumblr. It sounds like knowing your life, you could have that. Um, oh, also, my friend Max and I are planning on making dick pic quilts um, based off the dick pics that he gets. So if you want, you can send the dick pic to me and we'll include um, his dick pic in our dick pic quilt that we're going to sell on Etsy. Um, he goes by Fat Gay. Shout out to Fat Gay. Um, but like, yeah, I just don't know. I, I just don't know if I'm like loving this journey for you. I think you need to shut it down, clean it up. I know you're saying your ratchet years were like. 21 through 24 but like sweetheart let's not act like this isn't a little bit ratchet um You're 28 now boo is he 28 yeah he's 20 oh jackson time to like clean it and there's up. tinder now and you sound amazing and adorable you know just go out and on to the next one you know mm -hmm. absolutely there's so there's like the world's your oyster clearly you're attractive um we won't give away jackson's entire situation but i know we're gonna play a call in the future where he's turned another man so jackson you're a turner like go turn it out somewhere else please thank you Thank you so much for listening to Please Advise episode 10. You can please send us your updates at 323-450-7408. That's also where you can leave us messages with your questions, your dilemmas, the juicier, the better. Again, I'd love if you were incested. Um, and check out our guest, Courtney Robertson's book, I Didn't Come Here to Make Friends, Confession of a Reality Show Villain. Villain? <laughs> You can also check her out on Twitter at Bug Robertson. And we're available on the World Wide Web. Please advise on pretty much any social media platform. Just Google us. You know how to do it. We want to thank the Loudspeakers Network for hosting us and for SoundCloud for like all they do for us. You guys, thanks SoundCloud. You host us. You make our dreams come true. We're also on iTunes. Check us out there. Subscribe. Do your thing. Courtney, do you want to take... Uh, advantage of our opportunity here, which is to like just blast whoever you want. All right. Well, hey, speaking of the World Wide Web and social media, I lately what's been on my mind is, uh, you know, just living in the moment a little bit more. Everywhere I go, it's like everyone's taking a selfie and everyone's waiting for that next, you know, perfect Instagram. And I just think like when we're on our deathbeds, we're not going to be thinking of that selfie we took at the beach we're gonna be thinking about that day at the beach and right. it's something that's you know i need to work on too i'm always you know 
taking photos and sapping away, but I'm looking around at dinner and everyone's on their phone. It's yeah. like no one's talking and that's kind of uh, how I feel about that. Just a little friendly reminder. It's totally addicting, but you know, everyone might go blind someday. You're so true, by the way. Like, what about like, well, just in terms of being present, that's so yeah, important. But like, like wherever what you is are, it? try to be all there. Yes. It's like, you know. And it's a practice. Like, you have to continually like it's try like harder yoga. to do it's that. Like your yoga practice. Absolutely. You know? Just try it. And we all get, it's a pattern. It's a habit. It's like mm-hmm. a bad habit. It's like anything. Like, you want to give up. It's, you got to flex that muscle. And I just look around and I'm, you know, I grew up in an age where it was AOL dial-up, and right. I was in chat rooms, and like I only was allowed like an hour a day to totally. do homework. And now I just feel like it's like I see kids on their iPads at dinner, and I just you know maybe that's just the old-fashioned girl in me, but yeah. I just don't see people talking a lot. And uh, you know, hey, the selfies can wait. Put the selfie on hold. Absolutely. I see people driving, girls, just yeah. and I'm just laughing. Ugh. I see girls in the produce section at Whole Foods taking selfies. I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, just pick out your bananas. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're right, though, girl, because like when you're on your deathbed, like you don't, you're not gonna like think back to like your selfies. And like that's so interesting to think about, like a um a a day in which like at the end of a movie when the montage of that person's life is happening and like it's going to be out of date for them to like have any actual moments in their life. Yeah. So interesting. I just saw that piece of shit uh, Zach Brock movie the other night. Did you see that? Which I was here. No, I wanted to see that. Oh, it's such a hunk of shit. Is that the one with um, Adam Levine and Keira Knightley? No, no. That's the um, opera one. Is that like an opera? What is that? Once or something? I don't know. It's some piece. They're all pieces of shit, in my opinion. This summer has been a real, real bummer for me in terms of movies. I like to go. I enjoyed Lucy. I did. I'm going to admit it. It was like a nice female oriented action movie. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm going to go see that. I want to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I've heard amazing things. Yeah, I don't. Is that like an action thing? Totally like one of its like own kind, you know, um, but everybody, I see it on Twitter. It's apparently amazing. I know the guy that made it. So oh, you do. <laughs> Maybe I'm partial. Oh, yeah. yeah no, we like love that movie. Oh, it's a Marvel thing. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go see that. Yeah. Christina's so tight with the notes. Christina just brings in the notes. Maybe it's a chic bob. She's always been good at this, but it might be the chic bob. Like Jeopardy, I think. Yeah. Christina would be good at that. Um, And other things, of course. Yeah. No, she's good at everything. I don't think that quickly, you know? No, not at all. Fun facts for days. I saw the movie. That's why I know what it is. Oh, you did? What? Do you like it? I loved it. She loved it. Christina loved it. She's obsessed. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Have a good day and uh, fuck off. (laughs) 